Now that I know you hate it, Mike, you know it's not going to stop. You gotta, guys. you gotta pretend to like it. I like it. I like it. The energy. I feel like my energy is I have to come in a little bit softer. Brian. Do you want the DMX intro? Welcome back. Uh, you Say hello. Hello. <laughs> Check us out on Twitter, at BKGlueGuys. Check us out on SoundCloud, Stitcher, the almighty baller network, Brian. Woohoo. As we said, we announced last week we're, we, we've joined the network. So what comes with that is we may get different kind of guests, and we also get ads. You're gonna have ads. <laughs> so buy everything, everything under the sun yes. that is a part of the network that advertises on our network. And don't forget about Nets Daily. Did you forget? And of course, NetsDaily.com. We're extremely proud. Again, net income interview we had a couple weeks back is still getting buzz. Yeah, it's the evergreen, the only evergreen episode we have. So you got to keep clicking. And to be honest, it has. A tremendous amount of content in terms of uh, Sean Marks' thinking about this team going forward. It's all very interesting stuff. Brian? Yes. Today's a big episode. Yeah. Today's <laughs> our midseason grades that only I did. Because... You <laughs> get so mad. What? Oh, was it, it wasn't up? It, well, it was up-ish. Oh, it sounded up in my, oh, okay. my headphone. Um, um, no, I'm not mad at all. That yeah, was, the Nets are totally bad. misread it. The Nets are hot. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so I was talking to you about this before the show, that this is an interesting time of the season because now, you know, if you're still listening to this podcast, you have endured the, you know, the early part of, you know, the, the preseason optimism that's, you know, a plague that happens to people. And right. so you've, you've endured that and you've come out on the other side and now you're ready to embrace sober minded your hatred of this team. <laughs> and so all of those people out there, um, we're ready to, no, we don't, we never really get that negative, but, uh, not no. a whole lot to like. I mean, this last Hawks game, pretty much, pretty much uh, that's people get traded for games like that, like straight up. And I feel like, um, and again, this team has been third quarter killers um that hawks game is sort of the perfect illustration of this team's limitations is that if the team's not playing perfectly if they're not hitting all the shots they're supposed to be hitting it's basically a 20 point loss yeah and that's that's it you know that's that's what's going to happen for the rest of this year which is so great brian mm. we've got i don't know 40 more games at least 45 yeah. more games but it'll be fine you just don't need joe harris boyan bogdanovich or Skillpatrick. I'm sorry. You just don't need it right now. That's it. I don't know. And so I so this episode we are going to do, um, you know, I'm going to give out some grades. I'm going to give midseason grades for each player on the team. Mm-hmm. Most of them are going to be positive. And I think I want to say this up top disclaimer that they're positive because I'm, I'm judging off of my expectations of them. Um, so at my expectations of someone like Joe Harris isn't super high. Yeah. Where if I were to give the overall team a grade. I think it would be C minus. I think C minus is what you can do. I don't know how many games that they should have won that they lost. Maybe three. At that point, what? That's eleven wins, I think. Um, so, but we'll go through. We'll play along. Tweet at us your grades. Love to see them. Love to hear them. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. Go. Go. Of course. Um, but real quick on the Hawks game, it just it was exciting at moments. Almost happened. And then it just went away, it drifted away mm. in the second quarter this time, as opposed to the third. 
which I guess is improvement. Is that going in the right direction? It feels like the wrong direction. Oh, that's the wrong direction. Okay, (laughs) sure. No. Yeah, like the Hornets game where they lose it in the fourth quarter. That's uh, optimal, you know. Oh, that's the best way to do it. I mean, we did see again the Warriors game, which was about as good as you could have expected from the team. I think that'll be the season highlight. That and the Randy Floyd game winner. Yeah. Um, But Wait, was that against the Hornets? Now I'm a little confused. Who did they beat? No, yeah, they beat the... No, I'm saying the Warriors was a highlight. No, I know, but I was trying to think of which game and I'm talking about. But Foy was the Hornets that was the game Hornets winner. Game. But the, have, have the Hornets played? Anyways, I'm all confused. Anyways. It's all blurred together at this point, Mike. All right, midseason grades. Here they are. Here they come. Ready and listen. We'll start with Brooke Lopez. Wow, the big one. I think the highest grade in the team possible. He is in terms of my rating. Grade A. Whoa. An A. Even though he's not rebounding at all, you don't care about Don't that. care about rebounding. You not not about his fault. Yeah. Is a product of the system that Uh-oh. he's in. There's going to be a lot of people out there that are just thinking that are thinking you're giving him his rebounding numbers are awful. <laughs> really, the five I think is he's averaging five. At this point. I would like to find out. I should have, in terms of seven footers in the league, who's had a and the number of minutes that they play, who has had a lower per game rebounding number? May not be anyone. Seriously, I mean it. Maybe Dirk because Dirk was mm-hmm. is a seven footer who never really rebounded terribly much. Um, well, what? So now you're going to be shooting threes. Obviously, the the, the numbers are dipping. You're going to be playing that far out. So, okay, Brooke has shot 31 three point <laughs> attempts before this season. 31 three point attempts this yeah. season, at least 170. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the most assists Brooke has ever handed out mm-hmm. per game basis. Uh, he's the only good player on the team. Mm-hmm. For that, you get an A grade. I okay. think I don't think you can you can't be disappointed. I don't think at all in Brooke's season. Um, a grade? Do you agree? Disagree? Uh yeah, I mean that explanation's pretty good. I mean, on average, I mean like maybe the only argument I could have against you is like in comparison to previous seasons, is he is he improving? I think probably yes, you know, probably. Yeah, I think I think this is I mean, it's not his best season, but it's certainly his most complete. I think Yeah. I mean, we've talked about it. He was never a passer. Yeah. And he was limited to back to the basket. Yeah. And this year he's Turned himself into a completely different player, and increased his trade value. Which is think about exciting. what he would have been like if you pair him with Jason Kidd for like those years. You know, like what what could have he, what could he have been with a little stability? It's always the thing that I'll always think about. You get the same coach in there, same same roster, relatively right, and not a coach who hates him like Hollins did. Yeah, people really hate have, have had it out for for Brooke. And I got to give him like I got to give him absolute credit because it's not like he deserves to take any of these games off but he doesn't take any of them off and he actually seems to care there was a moment last night that i enjoyed mm. during the hawks game i think the nets were within 10 points or something and they got a steal dinwiddie the ball bounced off dinwiddie's hands and went out of bounds and brook would have had a clear mm-hmm. open court layup brook's reaction was a mm. smile mm. not a frown <laughs> and i think that's important i think it's important mm. because um if he frowned and got mad, it would show that inside of him, he's frustrated. Yeah. The smile is like, hey, you know what? It happens. Speaking of uh, <laughs> of interesting reactions to things, my sure. favorite now is about once a game, somebody will make like a boneheaded decision about something, and Kenny Atkinson will be really <laughs> pissed off at them and give them like a extra hard spank on the butt and that's the they'll like yell at them and then be like come on and like really slap their butt cheeks incredibly hard um kenny's been keeping it in 
fairly he looks like a tightly wound character <laughs> yeah yes he does literally his face is tightly just, wound imagine him in the car on the way home just like oh god oh. <laughs> just squeeze white knuckle on the steering wheel yeah turns on the bruce channel on sirius xm and just drifts away <laughs> maybe billy joel i don't you know i don't know where he no goes so i'm going the other way i feel like he listens to i don't know hoobastank <laughs> <laughs> That's as far away as I can go. By the way, Sam and I are looking. Sam and I, my wife, we're going to stink on the forefront of your mind. Well, because we're going to London. Um, uh-huh. This I don't know why this this is so random. But like, I was looking at things like shows that we could see. Oh my lord! And there's some like, are you really you about the to go Vans see? World Tour? Remember, of course, sure. There's like a Vans World Tour, like. I think it's like Good Charlotte and a couple other people are playing don't in I, London. Don't say like Good Charlotte. You love Good Charlotte. I know you, <laughs> you know why? We talked about this before. Do you know why? Because they're from because Maryland. Because you have terrible taste. <laughs> no. oh, oh, I see. Yeah. <laughs> I pretty much anything from... I like Spiro Agnew, the greatest vice president in the history of America because he's from Maryland. He's from Maryland. Um, yeah. But yet you don't Hoobastank. live there. What, what was Hoobastank's song? About you? Um, they had that one. It was like, I'm not a perfect person. Oh, my God. That's so good. <laughs> you like that song. That paired with Alana Morissette. Can, that, if you is, wanted to torture me, that's the song right there. Um, but they had another big one. I don't know. You good enough. Are they Incubus? Are they in the realm of Incubus? Yeah, 100%. But is Incubus the best of them? Uh, Yeah, like them, 311, Incubus. Not 311. Yeah. No, 311's more in OAR. 311 and Incubus are, I would say that that's... 311. I think there's crossover. Maybe the bridge between OAR and Incubus is 311. Can we agree on that? Sure. I like that. Diplomatic. Um... I'll, and then in some of these uh, in these grades, I'm going to go through pretty quickly. Boyan Bogdanovich is a B. I think you kind of Boyan Bogdanovich has to be a B. You know, it's his name. It's good. Um, thank you. <laughs> good. I wrote down that joke. <laughs> Did you? Uh, no. Well. <laughs> uh, but but you know, he's still shooting well enough for basically being on a team with no other offensive threats. Yeah. Um, I think he's definitely a rotational pro, and I guess he's playing the best basketball of his career. He still really can't play defense. He still doesn't create for any other person on the floor but himself. But I think he is. I meant. I saw he was mentioned in a trade to some contender. I think it was Toronto or Cleveland before the Corver trade, and I was like, I was so excited by that because mm. if he could bring this team anything, because at, at this point, do you want Boyan Bogdanovich back? Would that be a, a priority for you as a Nets fan? Nope. I don't think so, right? It's sad to say because normally I feel like pretty connected to to the players on this team, <clears throat> and uh, there's a bunch of dudes on this squad that would would not affect me. I, I just don't. I, it's I, I've seen enough of Boyan. It's like there is only, I mean, Karis Levert is the only player I haven't seen enough of, and Jeremy Lin at this point. Those those are really the only two that I I the jury's still out on. Right. Yeah. Um. I mean, I think. If you're like one of the guys who you want to return, I mean, Booker's going to return. Do you want so my next guy is Rondé Hollis Jefferson, who have gave a D plus. Harsh. Is it unfair? No, I think it's I think it's fair. I think it's especially given like the the amount of green light he has to like come on, you gotta you break out. This is the season. I know. Show me something, and it's I think that he feels the pressure to do that. There's it. He's. He's one of those players that you just see. Well, I mean, when when anyone's trying to do too much, you always kind of speculate as to what's going on in your head, and it's an effect of just trying to do too much. That's that's the issue right now. And he could have been if he was on another team where he was on a really good team and had like the the chance to just sort of like grow a little bit, a little, be fine. He cannot handle like big fish, small pond. That's yeah. not him. 
Um, here's a stat for you. Okay, this is completely arbitrary, and I figured it out, but here it is. Of the players that have played at least 25 games this season, so guys who play, mm-hmm. who attempt one or fewer three-point shots a game. One or fewer, okay. Okay. Rondé Hollis-Jefferson has the seventh worst field goal percentage in the NBA. He So essentially, for all non-three-point shooters, mm-hmm. so if you shoot threes, your, three right, point, your field goal percentage overall is going field down. goal percentage. Yeah. His field field goal percentage is the seventh worst in the NBA. Yeah. Chris Humphreys is like above him. Just bad players. Mm-hmm. Chris Dunn, who's in the but it's hard when you're wing when you can't shoot threes, and then you can't then do anything else. And I don't yeah. know how you give him anything better than a D plus. The one of the like first things I would tell him, I'd pull him aside and be like, "Stop trying to run the break. Nothing is nothing is happening for you when you do that." It, yeah, is, a, but it he, is a dead he runs end. It so oddly, he runs of course so- he puts the ball out in front of him too far. He dribbles too high, and he always it's the, the best thing that will happen is he gets a foul, which is good, which is fine. And he can shoot free throws that's well enough. The but. best thing that's the only like realistic outcome that is good, that is positive, uh, that I've seen. I don't know. I just really I would love it if you just stopped trying to dribble the basketball. That would be the first thing I tell him. Just like don't. Don't try to. This is not the season to do that. It's not the sh- season to shoot threes. Be a finisher. Be a slasher. Make smart cuts. You know. And I'm not going to lie. Like you know, we talked about this earlier in the season when I think it was the Clippers game that they put Rondé on Chris Paul. But it's like you know, the, his calling card should be defense. And I'm not going to like. I haven't seen him. I haven't been like, whoa, Rondé's you know kicking someone's ass tonight. No. Although I do like the pairing with him and Levert, just in like some something about each other because they're kind of like playmaker-ish. They do interesting things. Sure. They get some. Gets each other inspired. I feel like a little a little chemistry there. Um, and it and when he some it feels like whenever they're on the floor together, there is like interesting passing going on. But he he really like neglects that skill set uh, for long periods of time. Well, let me go to Karis Levert because we talk about interesting passing, and it's literally one of my notes. So Karis mm-hmm. Levert is a C. Yeah, because well, you know you average that theme. Um, he is the master of the bailout pass. Mm-hmm. Seems three times a game, he drives to the lane, jumps in the air, has no clue what to do, and throws it to someone. Yeah. Usually Brooke, he just throws it. And then that player then turns over the ball. Mm-hmm. I think Levert should be credited for those turnovers. Um, I'm sure he probably is. Um, but, again, it's sort of like, how harshly can you judge him because he came back from injury? And, you know, what do you, you really, it's kind of difficult for him to. He has not been playing a lot of basketball recently. Yeah. And I, and I worry that it's like the last year when McCullough came back, he did not look right. He hasn't been right since, except when he plays in the D-League, which we're going to go to a game. Oh, yeah. Um, Lock that in, the 30th. The 30th, they play the Greensboro Swarm. Yeah. And and you're a big Swarm fan, right? Huge Swarm. I looked up the roster. I just yeah. wanted to see. No, no one really. That, no, no Melvin Eli's on that team? No. Perry Ellis, I think his name really? is. From Kansas. That was the guy. Sure. Um. But Rashid Suleiman, I think, is also on that team. Mm. But it, the, the Nets do it. The Long Island Nets do it right. So fifty dollar courtside seats, then fifteen dollar anywhere else you want to go First to the gym. For a surf. Yeah. So we'll be there at like four eight four p.m. getting in line. Yeah. For top notch seats. Uh, what do you think would happen if at a professional sports game they did fifteen dollar everything first come first serve? What would happen at a Nets game if they did that? Would there be would there be a sellout? I think it would sell out. I wonder how many like fist fights there would be with those courtside tickets. I don't know. I feel like your dad would 
would got would would get his seat no matter what. My dad would have paid a teenager to stand online, <laughs> <laughs> and that's how we would have done it. And then sit in the seat. I mean, to be honest, the Nets are going to be. I'm 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 getting calls constantly from the Nets ticket office. They're going to have to start being creative with the way they're giving away tickets. Mm-hmm. I was offered a deal. I told this last week, but it's the deal's now changed. Uh, if I buy an eleven game package for next year, which includes all the top tier games, I get six games free for this year. Good deal, bad deal. Uh, probably, probably not that good. No, it's good, Mike. It's good you're gonna enough. be fine. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not doing that. <laughs> Everything you do is gonna be great. Um, but we are going to this game, so everyone meet us at uh, General the Long Island we'll Nets there. game. We'll, let, we're gonna be missing. There's an actual Nets game on that night, and we'll be watching that on our phones while we. We're we're going because R.J. Hunter's now on the Long Island Nets. Longtime fan of this pod. He's talked to me a lot. Uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of his. All right, I'll go quickly through a couple other people, please. Joe Harris C plus. All right. Yeah. Who cares? It's not even like I, I have nothing interesting to say about Joe Harris at this point. It's it's just that I expect him to be better. I don't know why. I just did, and he's yeah. fine. Uh, Sean Kilpatrick a minus. I don't think you could be really upset with the season Kilpatrick has had. The problem with with Sean Kilpatrick is that he's not meant to play without a point guard, and or like it, basically anyway, he he has a lot of he can have bad habits when he's relied on too much, and he's obviously being relied on way too much. So, I don't know. I had him on my fantasy team, and I watched basically any time that Jeremy Lin plays, he he has good numbers. Anytime Jeremy Lin doesn't play for long, lengthy periods of times, it's like a steady decline. Steady, steady decline. I, I, I just think, you know, what's going to be interesting is that his contract is amazing. Mm-hmm. He's going to make a million dollars next year. Yeah, that is going to be 1% of the cap. Right. Um, Talk about this every week. See, you know, how can you trade him? Can you trade him? Does that mean that's, yeah, trade him, that's please. A, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Trade him, of course. Um, so he's fine. Okay. Uh, Isaiah Whitehead, B plus, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, he's sloppy. He's like you know turnover prone. But what are you gonna do? I mean, what are we gonna do at this point? Somebody was talking about on the uh, Nets Daily comment thread that the big mistake. Um, I think it was GNYR. I might might have uh, hit us up. Anyways, um, talked about how one of the mistakes that Sean Marks made was signing Gravis Vasquez off of the off of his surgery. And how that didn't go over well, and now everyone's in a really bad situation, point guard wise, because Jeremy Lin's hurt. But really, it's Jeremy Lin's fault, right? I mean, we can yeah, like, take care of your hamstrings, stretch them out a little bit. Well, come on, man, Jeremy, S- stretch those hammies out. Jeremy Lin gets a. What's going on with those D minus? <laughs> you don't hold back. Absolutely D minus. He's played. He started nine games this year, Brian. Yeah. Um, complete disappointment. I mean, I, we like Jeremy Lin. Fine. I'm not. I'm not I, questioning his injuries. I'm just saying. If they were some other players who had who had previous injury history and then they got signed to this team and then they were this bad. Like we talked about Darren Williams. People got on Darren Williams for so much for the ankle issues. Mm-hmm. Jeremy Lin doesn't play. So you can't give him a good grade. You Why don't you give him, give him an incomplete? I don't do that. But it's PR. That's not dude. how I it's roll, per 36, bro. dude. Come on. That's not how I roll. Mike, what does per 36 mean to you? Brian, let me ask you something. <laughs> I, I do have per, per 36 stuff in here. But let me ask you. Yeah. When you were in school. Okay, mm-hmm. you didn't do your homework. No. Did they give you incompletes or did they give you bad grades? Um, if this were, you have to say they gave you bad grades for this analogy to work. Uh, they gave you bad grades. Yeah. So he doesn't do his homework. He doesn't mm-hmm. play basketball. <laughs> so he's a D minus. But if I got into a car accident and broke my hamstrings, um, <laughs> that's how it works, right? <laughs> 
uh, then I could also I could hamstring. <laughs> I could be I could be laid up in bed, and they'd be like, "Well, Brian was hurt, so he right. can you know make it up." But they're certainly not bad grades. They're not like irremovable bad grades. Not gonna lie, you were there. I got mono. Yeah, second semester sophomore year. Uh huh. The kissing disease. Yeah, I didn't get it from that though. Yeah, you were making out with the showerhead, weren't you? <laughs> what I did was I slipped on a on the floor of a bus consistently when I was in Israel. What? Crazy. Slipped on the floor. No, of I a... slept. slept. Oh, literally slept. <laughs> you slipped on. I don't know why I was doing it. But I think it's all I got mono. Um, uh, that sounds. But I didn't use it as true. an excuse for my classwork because that's not who I am. Well, mono is. I'm all. I'm mono no is excuses. the worst disease to get because it sucks, and also nobody cares. And nobody. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nobody. I learned that. Yeah. Barbara Fote, Professor Barbara yeah. Fote from Newhouse. Yeah. Gave zeros. Yeah. She's like, I don't care about your stupid fake mono. Right. Yeah. Um, Jeremy Lynn D minus, uh, Lavert is, I mean, again, he's, he's a C it, whatever, Justin Hamilton C minus, you know, I think we both thought he was going to be a little bit better than he is. He had a horrible well, December, you, about the you, worst December. You heard about his contacts. <laughs> he got hit in the, the story was as, as I, I don't understand. I don't need to. Yeah, I know. But you can tell the story, but anything with, you know, I, forget it. Forget it. Anything with vision. What? He got, he got like a concussion and it's and it like messed his eyes up so that he had to get new contacts. I don't think that was You it. don't believe it. I don't believe it. You think he's lying. I think all, all these stories about. And, and then you no. expect your professors to give a, to give a hoo-ha about your stupid yeah, mono. And meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile. I'm self-centered and inconsiderate. Both of those Here's things. Here's the thing. As a person who has lots of excuses for everything, I will always appreciate and, um, and honor somebody else's excuse. You know, that's. That's something that you have to do. You got to pay it forward. Well, you're a better person than me. I think that's the answer. Well, the thing is, you actually had mono, so I would just I would lie. So that's it. So my lowest grade is Jeremy Lin, and then we have Foy, Scola, whoever. We don't care. So um, my lowest grade is Jeremy Lin. My highest is Brooke, Kilpatrick, and Whitehead. I think if you write the story of the season so far, you would say that Brooke's been awesome. Jeremy Lin's been a disappointment. Whitehead's been a surprise, and Karis LeVert, we have no clue who he is as a basketball player. Lock it in. You heard it here first. Ready for the mail? Let's do it. Mail time. All right, enough of that nonsense. Um, So, thanks for writing in, everybody. Uh, That's... um, Netspod. Netspod. <laughs> I was thinking about there's there's a text message from Mike from Astoria, um, in the Google Voice, and how am I going to get to that? I'll get to that later. Um, shout out to Mike from Astoria. I forget what it was. If I could just remember what the text was about, I wouldn't have to pull it. Mm. It'll come to me. Um, either way, shout out to Mike from Astoria. Yeah, thanks, Mike. Um, <clears throat> first up, this is it's your boy. Godfrey Chan! Um, Godfrey wrote us a great email, and it links to his... Uh, so, God- Godfrey um, is interesting because he's a bit of a liaison into the world of Jeremy Lin. He's obviously a Jeremy Lin fan, but... He e- minus. He doesn't... Um, he, he doesn't Overrated. just like... Overrated. <laughs> let me get to it, Mike. He doesn't uh, kind Sorry. of believe in the homogenized Jeremy Lin thought, which... You know, there's a lot. Of, okay, so this is this kind of introduced a bigger problem that we've been talking about a little bit over the course of the season. So, it's interesting to me 
to have a person like Jeremy Lin on our team because Nets fandom basically is a very self-deprecating, uh, self-flagellating group of people. We're used to abnormal uh, failure. Sure. And we don't really have a... we've Outside of Jason Kidd, there's never been like a messiah figure on the team. We don't really have a person... Not Vince? Or is that just... Yeah, but he was always kind of a transplant. He was never like sure. ours, you know, from the start or whatever. So... Um, he, Jeremy Lin fans like are fans primarily of Jeremy Lin. They follow him to whatever team they go to, and they sort of expect just a. Uh, and this is with any fan of a of player X, whatever they go like Vince Carter's fans. I remember this was a thing like back in the day when he came to the team. They were like, "Wow, you guys are really negative. Like you guys are real <laughs> jerks to Vince Carter." We're like, "No, we're jerks across the board to everybody. We're we don't have any relationship to like just liking a single player. That's not something that we do. Sure. We, we we are angry and and broadly, you know, uh, disaffected. I love it. So having a person like Jeremy Lin, there's going to be this con- a civil war here for the sort of interloping Nets fans. I mean, not proper interlopers, but they, you know, they mean well and they they want to uplift uh, and they want to color everything with broad positive strokes. And we're like a lot of the. It's like walking to a bar and wanting to go dance, and yeah. then everyone's just like, and it's actually like Murphy's sad like corner pub, and that's the net. <laughs> I think that's that's a good yeah yeah, and it's like old timers just some, there, like a mailman who's looking like, up from the stool, just be like, not today, kid. Yeah, no, like get out. Um, but no, we love having you guys here. So it's not get out. You know, obviously we're cantankerous old men, but love having you. It's just bear with us, bear with us while we <laughs> hate everything. Um, so Godfrey, uh, cheer boy, thanks for hitting us up. Um, that's spotted Gmail, thank you. At BK Glue Guys <laughs> <Nice>. on Twitter. <laughs> nice. And, uh, Geico.com. Uh, so we, so he went after it on Twitter, which is where you don't go to stir up, uh, Jeremy Lynn conversation because you're gonna get got. Um, you've probably learned that the hard way too, Mike. But he says, um, so he put out a tweet that was like, I love Jeremy Lynn, but please stop with the all-star vote, uh, for him. He hasn't even played half the games and when healthy not even close to an all-star and it the, he sent me the whole what? thread and i'm not gonna read the whole thing uh but it's pretty hilarious um there was like it was pitchforks and torches out for, for this guy <laughs> <laughs> but uh so yeah he just he just sent that along and i was really appreciative for it um because it sparked this conversation that we're having no and it, it, i appreciate the fact that he went up to that bold step to directly confront the masses that like jeremy lynn uh but actually, please keep voting him for the All-Star game. That'd be yeah, freaking awesome. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't deserve to be there, but who cares? So does, neither does Zaza Pachulia. Yeah. What, is, what does deserves got to do with it? Yeah. Where's that from? That's it's from an something. All-Star game. It's, it's an like exhibition. It's a fun what was that, event. What is that movie? It's, oh, Unforgiven. That's from Unforgiven. Deserves got nothing to do with it. Um, you ever seen Unforgiven? What's that one? Clint Eastwood with Morgan no. Freeman. and no. No. <laughs> you just, you... I know, because like, my Clint Eastwood d- didn't. My experience with him didn't start until Million Dollar Baby. Okay. When was Unforgiven? 92? I don't know. Yeah, so I don't... All that Dirty Harry, none of that stuff didn't get me. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... I mean, I wasn't alive for that either, but, you know, it's... No, no. <laughs> I mean, I was alive. I just, I'm, I not, I'm not diving back into that, that well. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. Well, anyways, it's good. You should watch it. You're going to like it. Um, you would really like it, actually. You would really <laughs> like it. I mean that. Mike... Sounds like an insult. I like it. What are you talking about? Um, anyway, so next up, this is... Uh, f- 
Am I getting good at that or what? Yeah, you're actually pretty incredible. Thank you. Um, Lou, your boy, Lou Torres. Sure. A long time, long time. Um, So he starts out in the subject line. So we suck. But the good news is there are at least five teams, Heat, Mavs, Suns, Pelicans, Pelicans, Nuggets, who will unload to tank. Marks has been extremely creative love when it comes this to going. getting talent. So love. he doesn't offer anything other than that. That's it. That's a little tidbit. Okay. But love all that. So is that That is that mean... the correct thinking. Trade. That is the way you want to go. Mike's trade ideas. You want to go in that direction. Those are the teams you want to be looking at. The players you want, target them. That is how it's going to be. We also know Net Income wrote about this on Nets Daily. That Trajan Langdon talked about how foreign players or play the game better than American players do. So if you're looking for draft prospects, look foreign, look overseas. Mm-hmm. So look at distressed assets. We did a distressed assets pod <laughs> earlier. Go back to that. Listen mm-hmm. to that three times. Distressed assets. And then look at Draft Express mm-hmm. and look at all the foreign athletes. Mm. That's who this team is going to be made up of next year. There was also a thing on Nets Daily not too long ago about, uh, gosh, I wish I could. I wish my memory wasn't such trash. Uh, but basically, how one of the um, scouts are like effectively like, uh, I'm I'm all in on Euro players at this moment. They're they have more discipline effectively. Yeah. So that was their way of saying we we're overseas looking around. Next up, it's Cheerboy <laughs> Manny Martinez. <laughs> Maybe shot the moon on that one. Um. <clears throat> Manny, as always, thanks for hitting us up. Uh, it says, hey, guys, maybe I'm a little premature here, but when Levert is in the game, the team does good things. I think that once the trade deadline passes, we've done our best to gain some assets from guys like Foy, Scola, my boy Bogey. Uh, we should start the rookie. I want to see Rondé, Whitehead, and Levert get extended minutes on the floor together. They're all pretty capable defenders. They all play hard. The offense will get sloppy. Uh, but let the youngins grow together if one comes back. Obviously, Whitehead comes off the bench, um, so on and so forth. So, uh, does does a starting lineup of Whitehead, Lever, Rondé, Hollis Jefferson implode, or do does they that, score double or digits? Or does that a, take off? So, and this has sort of been interesting. I think I was tweeting. Um, I forget what game it was. The Nets were only down by like ten against a really good team with. 10 or 8 with like a minute 40 left and I tweeted something like why is Spencer Dinwiddie on the floor and net income from the Nets Daily account tweeted at me because it's about a tryout and it's obvious the way Atkinson's running the team at this point that these dudes are being he's basically running it so everyone can get a look the look that they want um, the interesting thing is that Rondé doesn't Rondé, Atkinson doesn't like Rondé I think that's not like in terms of personality but he doesn't play him that much. He's not his guy. Not his it's guy. Not his guy. I don't think it's because, especially because of the three point way they want to play. He just doesn't. Yeah. He fits into what uh, you know Holland's wanted to do. He could be you know the next Tony Allen, I guess. But um, yeah, I think I think once the trade trade deadline passes and this ten day contract sort of um, guys can be on your roster for guaranteed contracts next year thing passes, we're not going to see Foy Scola. Any of those dudes, and it's going to all be Levert, Whitehead. Are you expecting big things from Quincy Acey? <laughs> that's the big Hasn't everyone the big had question. Quincy Acey at this point? 
He really has gone. He gone looks around great town. in a uniform. The beard, <laughs> yeah. bald head. He's yeah. got a hunched over look. Anyone aggressive. Anyone bearded and bald head is gonna look good. In a I want R.J. Hunter up with the big team. Twenty-two points in his debut with the Long Island Nets. He's probably the third best player on the Nets right now. Like, you remember when Chris Kamen went full bearded and and bald head after being like where is like, Chris Kamen these days? Like thin haired and and clean shaven, which was a disaster, and then like suddenly he got interesting looking. We need to do this, but I think Kamen's top ten all time looking basketball players. Sure, strong. Looking. Just just the look. Just yeah. what is going on there? Like remember Manu- Robert Swift. Minute, Robert Swift is on there. Yeah. Minute Bowl is on that list. Yeah. Um, tractor Trailer. Tractor Trailer. Uh, Greg Ostertag. I always really liked the way that yeah, Greg Ostertag, um, which one of the somebody, Steel Nuts, I think, well, somebody's got a great uh, Twitter uh, handle named Greg Brostertag, which I always really yeah, appreciate. Yeah, I think they, they yeah. like our stuff a lot. I always kind of liked Eddie Eddie Curry's body for some reason. I always, <laughs> always stood out to me. It's just like really what puffy. A weird. I mean, that draft had the, the ultimate weird bodies because Kwame had, had pimples all over his face when he was we, drafted we by the We should do like a weird a body. <laughs> As people that are I generally mean, Bar- interested. Is Barkley on the team? Weird bodies? Because Barkley was 6'4", fat, deceptively athletic. Not like weird to look at, but it was weird to see it fly through the air. You know? Right. I think that... And I, and I don't think I don't think Muggsy or Spud Webb deserve to be on that list because they're just small. Tayshawn Prince talked about that being Tayshawn Prince for sure. Weird body. Mer- Mer- Sean Marion's sort of the same yeah. weird gangly, gawky, which is what we R.J. Hunter. That's where that came from because they've got the kind of hunched gawky neck thing. Um, well, this is good. Well, I mean, I mean, obviously Sean, Earl Sean, Boykins. I mean, that's just obvious. Sean Bradley's fantastic. Just be, but he's but Manu Ball is the I think the the Jordan of. <laughs> What's Bob happening? <laughs> his show. his hips are skinnier, <laughs> not yeah. childbearing. Yeah. Child. So we'll do that. We'll we'll nail down that. That was it. Actually, please tweet at us. Um, yeah. you know, send Take, us. <laughs> a guy with a weird body. Send us. Send yeah. us your tweets. Um, man, now I'm trying to think. Who else is? Who else is just an odd-bodied freak? <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah, they're out there. Um. Good, good list. That was a good quick list. Yeah. I'm impressed with that. I think we actually nailed it. Yep. Okay. Ready? Next up, this is your boy, I'm really going in today. <clears throat> um, This is your boy, Robbie Rose, man. Robbie, we haven't heard from you in a while. What's going on, brother? It says you guys are killing it this year. Oh. You're killing it, Robbie. Um. Do you think this is good? Do you think Lynn is taking longer to come back in order to, for Whitehead to develop? Um, Love it. Is it a better idea to do that or to play Lynn as much as possible to win more and to be a more attractive team for free agents? Um, interesting. I mean, I, I think, I think it's. I love the tinfoil hat. I love yes. the idea that that's that, what we want. <laughs> that's exactly what we want for this that, podcast. That Lynn would would be caring about what Isaiah. Listen, we gotta fill in the gap somehow, right? Sure. This team is. Not yeah, right no, here. No. If you can see my arm, it's like pretty low. Mm. And so the, we, we had to bring it up here. So we got to yeah. fill in that 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 frothy middle. Frothy, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's the right words. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously, maybe somebody's thinking that, but it's certainly not Jeremy Lin. Maybe, yeah, I don't think Jeremy Lin's thinking. By the way, I I, I, I don't know I've talked about this, but the Nets cannot trade Jeremy Lin. Yeah. Okay. Uh, also, why are they benching McCullough? 
because he's. I kinda, don't know what's going on. Kind of all over the place. Should we let's talk about Anthony Bennett real quick? Uh, Are you sad to see him go, Mike? No, I'm. It's it's kind of crazy that we ever thought he was super talented because he he hasn't shown really anything at all. Um, it stinks that there's not another first overall pick just floating out there. I know Greg Oden's out there, but I don't I don't know if he's playing basketball. Um, it stinks that like. You know, what he represented was sort of what RG3 represents to the Browns, was the fact that this, like, former highly drafted prospect could just be on your team and suddenly have a, an awakening. And that's one way to hope for this team. And it stinks that it just, Anthony Bennett is just done. How could he be on any team in the NBA at this point? He couldn't, he couldn't play over Luis Scola. And now he's on the Seymour. Sorry, I just got an email from... It's your boy, Lou Estevez. <laughs> Lou Estevez, sorry. Um, uh, this is a long one, but here's—I just wanted to touch on a couple things. Um, thank you, Lou. Obviously, love, love you to death, brother. Um, best hair practices in regards to the no shampoo approach. People are buzzing about. N- the no poo love. I've given up the I've given up the no shampoo. Yeah, love. I didn't think it was going to work out for you ultimately. Uh, but wow. he says an alternative to consider oh. <laughs> is to buy shampoo listed for dry hair. Uh, they usually have components for dry hair that if you have normal hair, uh, give the shampoo look without neglecting to clean your hair. Just a tip I heard once. I've also seen um, dry, just like powdered shampoo. That you ever messed around with that? No, I. I mean, I'm I'm mostly fine with my shampoo practices. I think it's a winter you're fine. thing. Your hair's good. I don't know what you're worried about. No, but I just like to experiment. Yeah, you know, with my body. I like to do different. Yeah. <laughs> my God, what what else? Nipple <laughs> piercings? Yeah, and stuff? sure. Um, um, no, yeah, no. I just like to see. You always want to find the best you, and I wondered if a greasy mic is the best mic, and it's not. Greasy mic is actually, in fact, mealy mic. My hair turns mealy. You know, like, do you know what these words we- mean? Froth, isn't frothy and mealy? Oh, like yeah, frothy's like you know frothy middle. Uh, me- <laughs> things things that are I'm frothy, mealy frothy right now. on I the top. Me- I think I'm using mealy correctly. Mike, this is important. Nothing yes. is frothy in the middle. It's always frothy on the top. There's like a frothy head on the beer. Frothy milk. Nothing gets frothy in the middle. No, but if you spill it out too quickly, <laughs> that's not that's not a thing. Um, and like an apple is mealy, rough and dry. Uh, but he's got a lot of good stuff. I'm going to get to all this. I, this is too much to read right now, but obviously I will, and I will and I will enjoy every second of it. So thanks, Lou. And also, DK, shout out. I'm going to hit you up, man. I, I blew it, um, but that's just off-the-record stuff that I'm not going to even touch. Um, in the meantime, a thing that I wanted to talk to you about, Mike. Please. Is your dog Georgie. Georgie's saying hello. Um, do you think that Georgie is interested in audiobooks of any kind? I think she would be. Yeah. But why don't you tell her about it? So here's the thing, Georgie. Here's what you do. This is what I do. If you go if you go to audibletrial.com backslash almighty, um, you plug that in in the old in the old banner and, and here's what you get. You get thirty day free trial and you get a free download. So I do this. Okay, I do the audacity thing. I work in books. Full disclosure, I like books. Okay, secretly, and the the right things there. that I like for uh, I just did on the audacity is do you ever, you know Terry Pluto? Yes, you do know Terry Pluto. No, I don't. You don't. You should because he does oral histories of basketball. I like he has, Ge- he has, I like Johnny Uranus better. <laughs> oh my lord! Uh, 
Oh my! Sam had his wife had to see that. She's so disappointed. <laughs> look, look at this. Um, what did you just pull out? No, that's nothing. Is that important? No. <laughs> um, You're and, doing a great job at this live read, by the way. Thank you. So, but this is actually a book that I do like. It's called Loose Balls by Terry Pluto. Uh, it's about it's the history of the ABA in oh, oral history. Oh yes, I know that. Book. Um, and then there's also Tall Tales, which is also these are just my recommendations. You can get anything. You can get like whatever Girl on the Train, whatever it is, whatever you want. But that's what I like to listen to when I do do my my audible listening. Uh, Mike, what do you listen to? What do I li- uh, podcasts? Let's start. What books on tape do you listen to, Mike? The books on tape. Um, there's a new book series, and I got to listen to it because I actually have to download this on Audible. It's Lin Manuel Miranda's producing this as a TV show. It's a Game of Thrones esque fantasy novel, and I don't remember it, but I was going to download it recently on Audible. Nerd alert. And I didn't do it yet. But it's like, you know, I read Game of Thrones. It's fine. This is supposed to be really good. I'm going to find out what it is. If you know what it is, tweet at us, at BKGlueGuys, mm-hmm. or email us, netspot at gmail. But Audible. Yeah. So anyways, yeah, audibletrial.com backslash almighty, as in almighty baller podcast network. Hook yourself up. And, and you know, it's like a win-win. Everybody, everybody benefits. It's the best. It's Especially the best. us. Um, Mike, jeez, don't be so tawdry. Anyways, what's Ooh. what's what's nice? Word. <laughs> Don't be so frothy, Mike. Uh, here comes Mealy. the news, right? Yes. Okay. It's the news. Ah! All right, go, go. <clears throat> Come on. News around the league. Uh, we'll do some quick stuff. Do some local stuff here. Of course, Derek Rose is the big story in basketball right now. Um, we are recording this on a Wednesday night, and Derek Rose is currently, I guess, playing for the Knicks. Interesting thing. So, you know, basically it seems what we figured out. A lot of people are doubting that this is the truth. But Rose has said that the reason why he left the team and went back home is because of his mother. Okay. Of a certain condition with his mother. I What I find interesting is that people are so quick to dismiss that and to joke about the situation. Seriously. Like, <clears throat> like all right. Like, if any other circumstance... If Here, something happened in your family, here's what happens. It's a PR rollout thing. Like you know this. You work in you work in the biz. Yeah, you're a big city. You're a big city. Big Apple type. Yeah, yeah. So if you disappear, <laughs> big Apple type. If you disappear off From the map the, and yeah. you have a history of maybe semi suspicious behavior, but he doesn't though. That's the thing. He's yes, yeah, sure. He's been cleared of the recent suspicious behavior that he. I did forget about that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so good point. So there's a little, very good point. <laughs> a little bit. I don't forget about that. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yes, that is true. Yeah. Um. But I think, I think it's, it's odd that people were making fun of the Knicks are bad and people are not playing well, and the people like to make fun of the Knicks. So that this situation happens, the knee jerk reaction is to be like, and now their point guard is going a wall. When really. If it's something's wrong with actually wrong with his mother, I don't know if we want to be making fun of Derek Rose. This is why PR is so important. Like I keep telling you, I keep telling you, you, don't, you won't listen to me. But he's playing tonight. We'll see what happens. You got to roll that up. If you if you make an announcement, be like, "Hey, I'm dealing with something with my mom." The moment, not just not show up for a game, be like really weird texting people. Just be like, "I've got family issues." Right off the bat, it's different. I mean, I get it. People should be respectful ultimately. Right, but. What I do love is that another story came out that said Derrick Rose is seeking the max contract, which is sort of like, so yeah. are we. It's a bad, it's a bad time for that new bit of news to come out too. Um, 
another point guard, embattled point guard, who took over for Derrick Rose's spot is Rajon Rondo. Rondo has been, we talked about this last week, and now it's just getting worse and worse. Um, he says most recently that he never received a clear explanation for his benching. In the previous week, and believes the answer, mm-hmm. he did He did get it from a member of the coaching staff. He believes the answers were BS. Okay. Yeah, the answer is they don't. Nobody likes you. That's the thing. <laughs> no, that's going to be the answer for a whole lot of things in your life that that are bad that are happening. People don't, don't like you. They don't like you. You don't fit in. You don't do the right things. You don't do what this team wants you to do. It's. I'm not trying to villainize the guy. Whatever. That's his thing. But it's it's important for him to know. Well, he's sort of a villain. It's we important for this. him to know that these. If you're actually looking for real answers, that's that'll pretty much cover it. I think. It's so weird that. So this is. So then he goes on to talk about this is after. I think after the Wizards game last night, um, he actually played a good amount, and they talked to him, and he says, he says, I got a slight explanation from another guy on the staff. A guy told me that he was saving me for myself. What does that mean? Um, what, what this basically comes down to is that the Bulls are, are a pretty desperate team, and they don't want him. He's kind of done. Him and Rose are both probably sort of done in basketball at this point. What? Rose is having a nice season. I mean, kind of. I don't know who's going like to want. Points. I know you're going to want Rose over Rondo next year, but I'm saying Rose is going to be around a little bit longer. He's not he's certainly not going to get the kind of contract he's talking about. I think he's a one-year deal guy. Yeah. That's no, everyone's going to take a flyer on him. Just he's he'll be he has a couple more years of doing what Rajon Rondo has been doing for a couple years. Okay. Outside of basketball here. Uh, oh, good fun. A Maryland man was taken into custody Sunday following an hours-long standoff with the police that began when his wife took a bite from his grilled cheese sandwich. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is what happened. Normal, here. understandable. Uh, the man's wife told police that she had been making dinner in the kitchen when her husband fired a shot up through the floor while he was in the basement. The husband, man identified as Daniel Bryan Blackwell, was angry at her because she had taken a bite from his grilled cheese sandwich. She went downstairs and saw that he was standing around a bunch of ammo. With a gun. Brian? Was he eating the grilled cheese down in the basement? No, he, he had eaten the, well, unclear details. I'm still trying to source my information mm-hmm. out correctly. But, but what we understand was that he he had been eating his own grilled cheese sandwich. And she took a bite of it and then started making herself dinner. Mm-hmm. And that set off a, a fiery rage. Literally a fiery sure. rage. Uh, everyone's fine. He went, he here's a picture of him. He's got a. Uh, who, who punched him? Someone punched Somebody him in the punched face. Him on. Someone punched him in the <laughs> face. Along the way, he got punched. All right. Um, there you go. Grilled <laughs> cheese. Wait, how does that happen? What, who, like a cop punched him? No, I don't know. I think this. I don't think this is anything to do. That's just his picture. That's his yeah, Facebook. If you go to if you go to if you go to baltimoresun.com, <laughs> this is the only picture see. they had of him. Yeah. Um, grilled cheese punch in the face. Last thing for you. You're just a baby boy. You don't know any better. <laughs> perfect. I think that's perfect. Yeah. Uh, Taco Bell. You heard about the big news about Taco Bell? No, tell me. Um, they're going nationwide this month with its latest concoction, a taco with a shell made entirely out of fried chicken. Good Lord. Did you know, okay, so yes. maybe th- a month ago, my wife was like, it was Saturday, we were both kind of hungover, and she was like, there is a Taco Bell within walking distance, make that happen. Which was, I was like, the sexiest thing. You're like the best. And so I went, and we I literally, I I got so much food. I got, I got, um, quesadilla. I got the, right. I got two cheesy gordita crunches. Mm. I got the cheesy fiesta potatoes. And then I got a, one of the Dorito tacos of each flavor of Dorito. 
<laughs> make a monster menu. It dropped like it was like eighteen bucks. It was like the just like the cheapest meal, oh giant meal I've ever had. And those things, I'll tell you what, I was expecting. I don't know what I was expecting. To be honest, pretty subdued flavor wise, for it to be in a, in a quote unquote Dorito shell, but it's not really a Dorito. It's like a they've manufactured something else. Very odd. The whole thing's very strange. Obviously, you would expect that. What are the so it's like it's spicy spicy nacho or something basically cool ranch yeah the, all those but none of them taste like a proper oh. nacho they're all right. like toned down versions of it so it's weird it's weird all that sounds amazing I mean we both live in New York City yeah to get all that for that price is intoxicating it, I'm telling you it was blew my mind that that's still going on it was also a really clean and nice Taco Bell like every time I've been to a Taco Bell I felt like it's just like a total disaster it's right it's just a notch above Roy Rogers you know and uh well Roy Rogers is good though <laughs> well, Roy, nobody has ever said that nobody's ever said Roy fries. Rogers is good Ulster fries Roy Rogers there's a reason that it's sequestered in on highways in <laughs> In those mega truck stop things, and, and each meal is like ten bucks because they have you there, like that you're locked in. <laughs> the thing with Roy Rogers too is like they don't even get you. Like you don't even order; you just go pick it up off the conveyor belt thing. I mean, so I so Taco Bell was the place where in high school, for some reason, that's where people would congregate to meet up before the night. Not sure why. Never loved Taco Bell, but I've always been happy eating it. Always been happy eating it, Mike. You. Are pretty happy eating just about any canned anything. And, yeah. yeah, I grew up on microwave food. Yeah, um, I think the idea of a, though I think the idea of a chicken fried chicken shell doesn't sound that good to me. Right? No, that's intense. I mean, are they just gonna put ground beef on top of a fried chicken? Is yeah, that, it's yeah. the lettuce, tomato, ground yeah. beef, cheese in a fried chicken. So meat, beef, and chicken can't. Can't put those together. I can see like some of those sauces working out on there, but yeah, just ground beef and chicken. I don't need. I don't need that together. Um, that's it. That's news around the league. Cool. Um, another one in the in the can, Mike. There we go. Um, we'll have one next week. The week after, I'm going away for a week, so it may be tough. Brian and I maybe have to. Wait, I thought we were going to the Long Island Nets. No, next week. So next week is mm-hmm. before I go away. And then I go away for a week, and then I come back, and then we go to Long Island Nets. Awesome. So we'll figure it out. Uh, thank you for joining us on the podcast. You can check us out, as always, on NetsDaily.com, mm-hmm. um, at BK Glue Guys, SoundCloud, Twitter. Yeah. Check out also the AlmightyBaller.com. Those guys have awesome, like, for if you if you like other teams, if you're into the Wizards like Mike, for some reason. Zardscast. Um, yeah, they're really good. I'm going to talk to the Zardscast guy. to get Shut up, to, are you? I'm To get on, yeah. I'm trying All to get right. on the show. Yeah, get on there. Trying to trying to yell at them about some how, how much I hate Ernie Grunfeld. Yeah. Are you kidding me? I don't even know who that is. I don't care about the wizard. No, okay, I know. Um, thank you for listening, Brian. Take us out, Mike. Take us out real take slow. Us out. Take us out real take slow. Us, please take uh, us. What did you think of the Golden Globes, by the way? <laughs> oh, I didn't want. I oh, wait, wait. We wanted to do your quick summer house take. Summer house. I don't. Take. I don't want to do. Nobody cares. Brian came in here hot. Okay, so when Brian comes in, he comes. We usually do this in my apartment. And we were about to get out of this thing. I'm always no. interested to find out what Brian's going to say first. Oh, that's nice. That's nice of you to say. I'm lying. This oh. is just for the show. And what it was, it's usually something with Bravo. And this week was, have you guys been watching Summer House? You want me to drop a bomb about Summer House?
I don't I don't want to get all the way out. It gets, yeah, too, yeah, it gets yeah. too crazy. And it's just words. Um, it's just bad. It's just bad, and it's bad because Sad. They're, they're too wealthy. That's the problem. Nobody cares about your rich kid problems. If you're rich, young, yeah, don't want you. Don't care. I don't care about you. Beep, right. beep, beep, beep. Um, thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Goodbye.